Hold on, we're recording business shit or are we good? I'm confused. So welcome to the new Upsala podcast. We're going to be talking about business and the little side stuff that we do behind the scenes that y'all don't see. There you go. There's your intro. Wait, are we actually doing this? But then we'll be good. I thought you did it. I was like, okay, fuck it. Let's do it. I mean, my, it is recording. Is it really? Okay. <laughs> they want to see the wheel behind the scenes. They better, they better fucking donate for that shit. Yeah, so uh, all of us <laughs> forgot that it was recording day and we didn't come up with a topic. We were going to talk about business and then why Wolf decided he we wanted to talk about business and record. Or is that you, Sigvidir? What day is it? Today's the Friday. Fact that we can't remember. Hey, we're it's busy fun. people. Oh, business. We love business. See, I feel like White Wolf right now because my boss came into my office today and was like, hey, you're in charge of these other two places too now. Except for you yeah, don't have to travel the state. That's yeah, true. I, down the hall, but still. I did got on the phone with a rodeo committee tearing them a pretty good new asshole because they denied four of the apparent six people that are there that are my employees. Um, and they said that my employees went to the rodeo. They don't pay for shit at the rodeo. Food, drink, tickets. It's none of that crap. They just go in, right? Then they stop and they say, hey. And they're like, oh, we're with the party. I have to get the proper whatever. Yeah. And they go, no, like, we're not letting you guys in. And like, we can call. And so they call um, one of my other management team. And he's like, yeah, that's totally fine. And they go, well, you're not, you're not high enough. You need to get someone that's um, more in charge than you to get permission. You call me. And so... So then it kicks up to me, and I'm miles away, physically and mentally. And uh, and I get this phone call, and they're like, my employee's like, hey, they're not letting us in. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, they're not letting us into the rodeo. I'm like, the fuck they aren't. We make this rodeo happen. We're the biggest sponsor. We put on an event and do this whole thing. We are the reason this exists. Like, hell, you're not walking that rodeo. And they go, oh, no, blah, blah. I, like, just have them call. And they're like, well, they want to. I'm like, just just ha- give them my cell phone number, and we'll go from there. And now, six employees are now enjoying the rodeo and paying for nothing. It's crazy. So Business is a fickle. So you know <laughs> that uh, I'm looking for a new job. Can I just, you know, work for you? And just travel to yes, rodeos. For minimum wage, you can absolutely work for me. For, for <laughs> remote work. For oh, remote work. Yeah, I don't do remote work. You <laughs> figure that out, you let me know. We're buddies. <laughs> but for minimum wage, yes, you can absolutely work for me. I'll do it. You're not going to like the results. You pay me minimum I, wage, you're going to get minimum results. Oh, absolutely. Well, let's talk about minimum wage. Where I'm at right now, it is fifteen forty-five. Yeah, that's a ten dollar plus pay decrease. Okay, but like, I joined at seven twenty-five. Well, you're also the age of dinosaurs. Yeah, was it seven point two five gold coins? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? No, <laughs> no, it was silver. Seven point two five pence, good sir. That is my monthly wage. The state you live in is seven twenty-five million, bro. That's on you. Oh no, I don't give shit. Um, <laughs> I'm not a minimum wage worker. Fuck off. I have skills. Neither. I'm just saying. Like, I made uh, myself marketable and gained skills to not be a minimum wage worker. I don't understand what the fuck the problem is. But no. then you got the baby weight, you couldn't strip as much, now you're back to the government employee. <laughs> so, uh, fun Wait, fact, what? I'm looking at, sure. I'm looking at a job for TSA, oh. and, uh, it'll be a 20k pay increase. Ooh, that's nice. So, it sounds too bad, but every time I go to the airport to a concert around here and there's bomb sniffing dogs, I'm like, is it here? No. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I have to uh, bleep that now. I'm sorry. 
Is Rain Raven here? Genuinely posting this shit? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. My paramour and I were at a Snoop Dogg concert, and there were bomb sniffing dogs, which was the only security measure. Which made us so mad. We thought there would be way more, so we stuffed drugs everywhere. But it was just a bomb sniffing dog, and there was beer vendors in the line, right? Like beer vendors in the line. First of all, they're genius. That's a genius idea to <laughs> beer vendor outside of the concert before the concert starts. And I was like watching this people sniff or sniff bombs and whatever else, and I'm like. Oh my gosh, Rain Raven's here? We're gonna buy him a fucking beer? And we're gonna share a beer with a bomb sniffing guy? <laughs> You're like, hey, I... That was a goal of this new dog concert. Unfortunately, you were not there, and there weren't bombs. So. That's good. Wait, that's a good thing, I think. No, unfortunately, they're two separate sentences. Unfortunately, you were not there, and also, there were no unfortunately, bombs. Unfortunately, there was, was no bombs. I mean, there were a lot of like bombs. Yeah. <laughs> would it, would would you use a bong, a joint, or a pipe when you know actively out and about? Oh, I'll show you. Oh, for just, convenience, just from, from experience, we don't need a yeah. visual okay. representation. Oh. And I always talk shit because that's what I do as a living. Um, but like, pe- like, like when people do like vapes, I think that's the gayest thing I've ever seen. Um, but like, I use a pen, so I know we're gonna believe a lot of things. But like, I use a pen just like that. But this, damn it, gets me higher than giraffe balls. So like, oh, it's a lot of fun. If I put this little red sticker right there, look, no one knows the difference. So I just do me, um, but this in public, um, edibles. I mean, always. That's just like like oh Skittles, um, and then you just experience. What are you talking about? It's a um, what is it? A fruity snack. Oh, fruit snack. Yeah, you just put them in like well, so you just buy a kid's snack pack. You can buy kids like vitamin packs. Mm-hmm. Put the edibles in there, and people think you're being a good person. Like they're like, oh my gosh, they're taking hey, care can, of themselves. How my kids have that? one? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, not that. <laughs> like, uh, no, but uh, yeah, no, edibles all the time. They're pretty fun, but they take a long time. That's the difference. Is like, edibles take hours sometimes, Tack. So like, you take it and you start like cooking lasagna, and then like by the time it's done, you're like, oh fuck, here we go. Um, I'm but if finish you're, that like, lasagna. Yeah, you fucking devour that one. You get third degree burn because you just like feeding trough that thing, but like whatever. Yeah, um, and then uh so I use the pen for a much more immediate results, but with larger results you go to the bong, which my weed Sherpa in the other room is guiding me through. Um she showed me that the like you take a hit from a bong, it's like basically I mean it's exactly what it looks like. You stuff your face down a chimney of weed and you're like whoa i forgot where i am yeah and you it was, do it's it kind of trippy seeing it yeah she's a we're she's yeah, a it's aggressive uh, so um behind the scenes we're, we're done talking about drugs we don't know what what time it is we don't know what day it is behind the scenes we're just coming up with ideas and then realizing the idea might have to happen today like, like cool next talk. It's in twenty minutes. Oh shit! So I am coming back. I'm happy. <laughs> um, I actually don't know this, but my wolf. I'm getting picked up from your mic. Oh, yeah. like like in a bar. <laughs> you can turn it down. Yeah, we'll figure that out. But anyways, um, so I actually don't know this question. How did you guys start New Uppsala? Like, what was the thought process behind it? I know, like, it was the, you know, the school and everything, you know, make more Gothar proficient and 
What? Whose side of the story do you want first? Well, the biggest problem is that you can't make Gothar with two Gothi because they can't get pregnant, and there's no guarantee it'll be a Gothi. So Not anymore. That's why I said go. Okay. It's 2023. Yeah, you ignorant ass. Pregnant. I identify as a Gothia. Oh, yeah, you should. There's Wiccans, Druids. Wait, everyone else but us. Yeah, you should go over there to the heathen states. That's fine. No, I'm just going to go to the powerlifting event and win. Get gold. Okay. And win. Yep. But anyway, how'd you, anyway, how'd you guys start? Um, like, what was the reason behind it? And you know, share some details. So, my side of it, because we had we we both had this idea of doing something like this, but we never talked about it until one very drunken night, <laughs> where we were just shit faced. We were like, "We should just start." A I don't. I don't even remember who said it first. It was like, "We should just start a school for Gothar." And the other one of us was like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Then, ta-da, New Upsal was born. But, um, what it really came down to was we had looked at all the other training programs, all the other people that were trying to do this, the incontinuity or discontinuity of all the other programs or just individuals teaching individuals. And while everyone had a different idea, and that's totally fine. Your practice is your practice, and that's fine. But there wasn't a pillar in the community where a lot of people come into a new religion or something like that, and they go, all right, where can I learn about Buddha? And they go, Tibet. Or where do I learn about Jesus? And they're like, the Pope, or the bishop, or the pastor, or whoever it is. Whoever that individual is, they go, oh, yeah, this is the person you ask about it. This is where you can go. This is where the information comes from. What heathenry lacked was a center point of somewhere that people can go that's reliable, that is free thinking and is encompassing of all different paths of heathenry that we can say, oh, yeah, go talk to the Gothar of New Uppsala. They know what they're talking about. They won't shun you from anything. They won't tell you you're dumb. They're good people. And that's what we were going for was that center point of the idea of where's the focal point of heat. We didn't really have one. I mean, we have them in other countries, like up in Sweden and Norway and those places. There's different groups and people there that practice very heavily and are well-renowned in their own right. But when we looked in the U.S., there was drama and infighting between the bigger groups inside themselves and from the outside. There was issues of that regard, and their training programs that I actually personally looked into were, in my very humble opinion, inadequate in certain regards. They would hit certain points but miss others, and they didn't really teach the idea of open-mindedness that we were trying to embrace here of the, I don't care if you follow Jotuns or if you're a Lokian or if you're Vanatru instead of Asatru or any of those, I don't care. That doesn't bother me. It's just a different frame of thought that we have to look at. So that was my biggest thing was I didn't see anything that was equatable to my vision. Therefore, I had to be with my wolf's help, but you should hear his side of it too. I mean, it's it's all true to the point. Like, it's it's not really, uh, my biggest thing. Like, what what drove me towards the same goal, um, even aspect, is I saw a lot of different things being taught for religious leaders. Um, I saw a different. I mean, there's there's MCs, there's religious facilities, um, and all different uh, denominations of the same religion, and also new religions happening all the time. Um, but they're all teaching the same concept, but very different like mentalities and rules and things like that. And what we do with our time of age and everything with it, uh, what we follow is generally made into something that it's not. It's basically clumped together with 
uh, racism and or power factions or whatever you want to call it. Uh, now, this happens all the time with our faith, our religion, our belief, whatever you want to call it, is a difficult subject to approach because it happens regardless of whether you want it to or not. It's like anything else, like any other religion. Um, I grew up LDS, and they hated the FLDS, meaning that they could have multiple wives, um, uh, all that crap, and my family didn't grow up that way. Now, they're the same religion, different sects, and at different viewpoints, and that's the problem we view all the time. Um, so as a pagan standpoint, not a heathen or however you want to classify it, um, we came together and said, hey, we want multiple factions to teach multiple factions. The only difference is we want everyone to be on the same, not even the same, but like standards, have the same mental capacity of saying, we're not better than everybody else, we just want to help everybody. Um, having the same idea of saying, look, we want the same thing, we approach it the same way, and that's not for everybody, and that's why we don't accept everybody. And that's why it came into a school instead of just a community, because while communities do kick people out or whatever else, they're very welcoming. And in school, we can be a little bit more strict. We can make sure that certain questions are asked, certain lines are crossed, and be able to hold people more accountable than as a just, hey, we mentioned this once. Um, it gives more of a structure to the same moral characteristics we all seek to see in society and ourselves. Um, when we say what's idea, we're like, hey, we want to teach Gothar. We want to teach this. But we also have friends. We all have friends, especially the three of us, on Druid, that are Druids, Wiccan, I mean, like all different things and walks of life. I was, you know, with the Buddha or the Buddhists for a long, very long, long time in Thailand, even in Utah. Um, I've walked all sorts of paths and met very many people that are so influential, I would never not want them in my life. I mean, in my own pursuit of religious belief, or teaching that, I want them to influence others as well. Um, every aspect of every religion can't be one, but you can take something from everything and make it your own. And that's why we try very hard to say, look, we're not going to teach you how to believe or what to do. We're going to say, here's the baseline. We do have standards for value in this society we're building through this school, and we're going to hold you accountable to those things, and we will be the ones to make sure that if anything goes ha it happens, it's not a fault of our side or our belief or our teachings. Um, and that being said, it sounds like it's a more power kind of standpoint. The three of us are just the three of us until we become the four of us to the ten of us to the hundred of us. Who cares? Um, the only idea right now is we're creating the structure of the school to hold others accountable to their own moral values and making sure that when goes our go out, throughout the world, we have the same base. We're not going to reject someone that's potentially needing help that we can provide them based off their sexual orientation, actual belief systems, um, you know, race or anything else. Because I help LDS and Mormons all the time, and I help Lutherans all the time, and I help Wiccans all the time. I don't care what you believe in. I'll help you the best I can, and I'll teach you the way I can help, but it doesn't mean I'm going to believe what you believe, and I believe that you'll believe what I believe, I'm just going to help you the best I can. You know, I empower a rune, and you see it through a crystal of an amethyst or anything else, and that translation takes place, that's fantastic. We're now connected as a human being, as a whole, and as an energy. But the school was made to say, here's our baseline. We take, we, we'll take druids, wiccans, any type of teacher that's willing to teach as a whole, as a community, to build the community forward, and that's what started the school, in my opinion, is we want the same concept, but we can't just have one, one laser point of view of that concept. It has to be a prism. It has to diverse. It has to go into every direction when light hits it. It has to be that way. So, yeah. So here's a thought that White Wolf brought up to me, or made me think about. And you said something along the lines of, uh, if there's religious leaders of other denominations, you would welcome them in to be teachers? Yes. Um, would, uh, to a degree of what's being taught. Again, it's more of a moralistic value if it's a, if it's a belief or an, uh, a, even a religious exercise or spiritual exercise that has a negative impact on society as a norm or as a whole. I think it would be something I would exercise a little bit more out than in. Um, now that can go to a lot of different ways where it comes down to like moral standpoint, but 
I mean, in my idea, Vanir is different from Aesir, is different from Druid, is different from Wiccan, is different from Asatru. Those are all different things to me in different religions. So if someone that was a Vanir priest and or a Wicca or whatever else, that would be saying, yes, these are religious endpoints that I would openly welcome into the school. So another one that I thought of personally with this example is if there was a Buddhist monk that decided to come into New Uppsala and be like, can I teach meditation? I would sit down and shut the fuck up real quick and learn whatever he could teach me personally. I, I am by no means a master of any of this. Like, I know my shit, sure. But if I had someone who has meditated for years, this is their practice. This is what they do day in, day out. This is their entire life is the practice of meditation, of breathing, of centering oneself, of finding Zen, of doing those kind of things. I will sit down and shut up and just listen. Mm-hmm. And I will take whatever they can teach me. So absolutely. If someone like that ended up coming into it and asking if they could teach. Yeah. Obviously we're going to vet the individual to a certain extent. Um, just because we don't want random, like I want random motherfuckers jumping in and being like, this is how you meditate. And you go, huh? And they're fucking being weird as shit. No, get the fuck out of here. Okay. But if the individual is, vetted and good to go and they want to teach yeah Ah. see i was thinking of it along the lines of uh so we have i'm thinking of it as like college and having like a uh a seminar or you know a guest speaker but when why wolf said along the lines of and i guess you can't sick video as well of having like a, a teacher I'm thinking of it as, you know, how we do it right now. It's all three of us. We meet every Sunday. We talk to our individuals about the their current assignment. Would they be along with that? Or would they be in part two uh, or stage two of the training program? I understand what you're saying. Um, as the school that we are in our current existence, it is based off of poetic edda and those types of values and those stories, essentially. So the idea would be like, if we mix different religions into it, do we study the, the poetic edda and the Quran in the first volume and see where they branch out from there? Or do we wait until they understand this baseline of our standpoint of a Satru before they expand their own religious ventures? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's kind of what I was leading on. It was like, if we, you know, we focused on heathenry as an aspect, because we're all heathens, um, all three of us. We believe in the Norse pantheon. Um, But if we have, you know, a Buddhist monk, um, you'd be like, hey, I want to teach stage one or, uh, you know, a, a... a father um, comes and he's like, I want to start at stage one. That was my so, thing is, would they be guest speakers? Would they be phase two? Or would they be the whole shabam that we are? It would depend on what the subject was. Um, so in the examples you gave, um, with a Buddhist coming in and saying, hey, I want to jump into stage one and i Hope you guys teach meditation stuff. Like I said, to a certain point, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Teach them basic meditation practices, 100%. Obviously, like I said, we're going to vet the person beforehand, but I could see having once upon a time a class or once per group that we go through, having them come in and say, yeah, this is basic meditation. Absolutely. In certain regards, yes. Would I say I want a father of a Christian church to come in and teach their stuff? Mm, Not in the first round. Not in the first section. Not to mention that individual has got to be fairly open-minded. You get what I mean? Like, they would have to be pretty open-minded to the idea of these are heathens that I'm talking to. I'm not going to convert them as much as and maybe he does. I don't know if it's up to the individual. 
but it wouldn't be the same idea, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, uh, you know, he'll get back eventually, um, but, I don't know, it's a, it's a, it's a good question for the foundation of what we're doing. Um, I think it would come down to a few different things. Um, one, this person, let's say they, if they wanted to learn it or they want to teach it are two very different things. Right? Mm -hmm. To me, if someone came and said, I want to learn more about religion or whatever else, right? Okay, cool. And essentially, those that don't know that we, we vet people, just like Super Cooper says, we go through the vetting process, we ask questions, things like that. If we come across someone that says, hey, I want to learn to be a druid, not like, like a very specific sect and or practice of this specific heathen state. I want to be a druid. Okay, well, admittedly, I'm not going to say I'm a druid. Super Cooper may not as well. Rain Raven may not as well. Um, however, our goal at that point is to put them in contact with the right person. So if someone came to follow us or came into us to follow a, a sect and or a discipline that we are unfamiliar with, I wouldn't turn them away, but I would try and guide them to the people outside of our school to find the right teacher. Now, if someone came in and said, hey, I want to teach this criteria, I want to include Buddhism or whatever else in your guys' curriculum, what can we do? To me, that's an open conversation of let's deconstruct the baseline, deconstruct level one or whatever you want to call it, and see what we can do to compromise or do to keep the same mentality. And as long as the moral standpoints, the mentality are the same, I think we can progress equally. Because if anything, it'll give, let's say uh, Buddhist monks the or aspiring uh, Buddhist whatever else acolytes or anything um, chance to experience other religion practitioners at the baseline um, or if we want to say this will also help our Gothar in the long run help because they're meeting aspiring monks in the same aspect um, Ray Raven I was just really quick recapping um teacher as opposed to student of the different factions. So if a teacher came in right now and said, I want to teach Mormonism in your school, I want to be a part of curriculum. It would come down to a conversation as a teacher. It wouldn't obviously kick off. That wouldn't be any way that we just say, yeah, you're in, we're done. Um, but it would be us in the same conversation of how we can plug in their beliefs, their morals, and also keep in line with ours, which in that particular belief, in that particular system, a lot of things would clash, a lot of things will happen. Um, but in others, we would try to find the middle ground. Um, I don't necessarily think what we're trying to do is second tier or above. I think right now is the first level or whatever else. What we do as a school is teach Arasatru. Um, we teach the Gothar, we teach these things. Um, but having those in our pocket, kind of on site and with us, I think is still paramount to have. And it's hard to describe why. Like, it, we are a school for Gothar. But I still feel like if someone was a Buddhist monk or anything with it and trained with us, they could then instill themselves as a Gothi, but also as a monk. And it's so hard to describe it out loud. So here's my thought process. I thought of it as they would be contracted individuals to hold seminars and, you know, but they wouldn't be a part of New Uppsala. They would be guest speakers in a sense. It would be, you know, I for the Raven program, we would have a father come in and be like, all right, teach, you know, quote, quote, teach us the Bible so we better understand it. Same thing with Buddhist monks and their practice, um, Jewish religi religious leaders and, you know, bishops and all that for Catholicism. Have those guest speakers come in and for the Sentinel have history buffs that, you know, that's their, this is their full-time job. They have a formal education they're endorsed by the Smithsonian for an example. Um, be like, well, here's some, here's some stuff for you. 
And same thing with uh, the wolf having different magical practitioners, uh, like shaman, witch lady, or witch doctors, you know, magic and yeah. magic, no matter where it comes from. That's where um, I was seeing it, was guest so speaker wise. I, and another way to explain that, I think, is I may know a lot of my own shit from my own experience and everything like that. Um, and I'll use fixing up a house, for example. Yeah, I can do drywall. I'm pretty adept at that. Am I going to rewire a fucking house? Nope. But I know somebody that can. So having them teach me and possibly teach students that same thing, it would be a similar idea there of do I have, am I as qualified or practiced in meditation as a Buddhist monk would be? No. Arguably, I'm not. I, I'm just, I tell the truth right there. I'm not. But if I knew someone that was qualified in that particular area, having them come in for one week, one learning session, one seminar, something like that, yeah, let them teach that. They're experts in their field. That would be where I have no issue bringing somebody in and saying, because with my practice with magic specifically, I don't deal with crystals that much. If I knew someone, and arguably I do know someone, but say I knew somebody that was super in-depth, in-key with the whole crystals thing, they're professionals and experts in their area, yeah, because I personally don't know that. But it could become important to my students to know something. So yeah, I wouldn't have, I personally don't have an issue with the idea of bringing in an outside expert for a one-off class type thing. And I know we've talked about this in the past, but I don't see an issue with that so much because they're experts in their field. I'm missing a piece. Cool. I know a little bit. I know some. I could probably teach some of it, but am I going to be at the same level as the person that's been practicing in that way for the last 20 years? Not even close. That's where I would be at. So, so, but, so if they came to us, let's say PhD, all that fun stuff, and said, I want to be a part of your school. I want to help teach the curriculum or whatever else. Um, now, there's no, not a wrong answer because I'm still piecing it together. Um, you guys would rather see, be like, okay, we teach this particularly. Like, this is our bread and butter. It's going. That's what we teach. Now you can be a, and I keep thinking of the word annex, like a, like a portable inside the school. Like you can be an annex teacher and or whatever else, or a substitute essentially when one of us calls out, um, and say, okay, you want you to be part of it. We can't have you teach the main study course. It would be or the main curriculum. It would be a finite study. If they. It's hard to say, but like, if they're not good enough with that, like, what if they're like, well, like, I have this and this, this master's degree, this PhD, this criteria. Um, what if, like, like, what if they didn't think that was enough? Are we willing to turn a blind eye to that, and or do we leave it up to them on their moral standpoint if they're going to turn it? Or like, what? At what point are we saying, okay, whatever, fuck you? Or are we saying we can implement it into our curriculum? I think. You know, when you brought up um, the main curriculum, you know, religious stuff, that's what we do. That's day in, day out. We read the Poetica. We know shit and everything. Um, and, you know, we continuously learn stuff from our students to each other as well. But if Jackson Crawford came and it was like, hey, I want to help out New Uppsala. I'm not a believer, but. I know my damn shit when it comes to linguistics, so I can help you with old Norse and stuff like that. I see that would build up main portion, so they would be a part of phase one, but they wouldn't be, it would be an additive. It would be an elective. Um, same thing with uh, a Buddhist monk teaching meditation. They aren't a practitioner, but they damn know how to uh, meditate, so we... They would learn how to meditate, but we would tailor the meditation to Norse Pantheon specific. 
What are you guys' thoughts? Yeah. My my thought process on that is essentially they would become a guest speaker. Like it's a once in every three months they come around to go over. So we'll, we can use Jackson Crawford. For example, once every quarter of the year or whatever it is, he comes around and offers hypothetically, and it's crazy hypothetical because we're not close enough to the attention of Jackson in this regard. But if he came and said, hey, I've got two hours, three hours this week where I can be available to your students for questions and stuff like that, or I can be on there for an hour for a call or something like that, where I can teach this portion of linguistics. Cool. Yeah, that's all right. Sweet. And personally, we know of him. We know of his credentials and stuff like that. So that vetting him and stuff like that would still be a, we'd all have a conversation with him. But if he was like, yeah, I've got an hour. I can be on a call with you guys for an hour on this day. Hell yeah. Guest speaker time. Like he's talked about the fundamentals of old Norse and the way things sounded or pronunciations and stuff like that. Absolutely. He has all that time, all that expertise in that area as a guest speaker. Yeah. I'm good with it. But would he be a standard every week part of the school? No. That wouldn't make any sense. In my mind, But if you don't seek teaching education or giving education to be a one-off or a side, uh, basically a side bitch. So if they came in and said, no, like, I want you upon us every week. Or they walk. And, like, to us, that's a huge detriment. And people that are looking to teach, like, yes, they can do the same thing we're doing. They can start all the schools they want for the religions or the paths they believe in. Um, but if we're trying to accommodate and we're saying, no, only one time a quarter, it doesn't matter if their, what their fame is or anything like that, we're now essentially denying someone the want to teach what they want to teach, they could help ours, and we might be losing that because we're saying, no, we'll need to guest speaker. Well, they're going to find the next body of religion that will take them on as a whole. And if that becomes a white supremacist group and or some sort of religious faction to extremism, and they follow that prey, then our students don't learn, and they grow in numbers. So, like, what if Jackson Crawford just said, no, I want to get up every week. And not using his fame to it, but also being like, I'm Jackson fucking Crawford. I want to boost your numbers better than you can. Every week, I want it on it. Are we saying, and the way I pictured it, I think as we're kind of talking here, while you're talking, is that we have them as the kind of silent party to observe. And if we ask, like, they will be present, but only discretion by us talking to them. Being the leadership group saying, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? What do you think of this? Now, if we did that, would that still make them a part of the original, like, essentially staff or community or teaching foundation? Or is that still a one-off, even though we're using them multiple times? So, uh, like, what's, what's in it for them if we just say you're a one-off? And here's my thing, and this may just be me being who I am. If they say, no, I want in all the time, cool, you better be a fucking gothy. That has been our standard for teachers, or not even teachers, of being a leader in this school. That has been our rule from day one. If you want to step into a leadership position, if you want to be in the school to the point that we are right now, you're an Osworn goat. If Jackson Crawford came down and said, hey, I want to be an Oathsworn Gothi, maybe he takes a position as a full-time teacher in that regard. But without that, he wouldn't be the head of an order. He wouldn't be the head of an order. He wouldn't be in a constant teaching status. In my mind, that's not how that shit works. We are creating this school for Gothar to be Gothar to train Gothar. I understand somebody coming in that has expertise in certain regards, 
and teaching courses or classes on certain things, sure. But to be a leader in the school and be on every call and devote your time and energy to it, one, I don't see someone of that status taking this on from that regard because we don't necessarily get paid from this. Not in that regard, at least not right now. In the future, maybe that's a thing, but I... You guys aren't getting paid for this? No. Oh, shit. You should talk to your agent. Yeah. You're the agent, motherfucker. Wait, no. I have access to the yeah, accounts. I'm the one that owns the accounts. Uh, technically, <laughs> I have a portion. I have a portion of the account. Definitely not, because I'm the agent, and I'm making the money, and y'all are doing <laughs> shit. So, what? Cool. So, <laughs> all right. Jackson Crawford. Uh, using as him as a an example, I would see him as an advantageous full time, not in the view of a religious leader. He would be on the calls, and when it comes to stories, he can give the history behind the story. We can give the spiritual sense, and it, in a sense, this kind of goes into White Wolf's territory. And it would go like history and like with linguistics and everything like that. Um, but no, he wouldn't give religious aspect. It would be more historical. It would be what his YouTube videos are essentially. That's right. how I see it. Um, but at the same time, he doesn't have to be here for the novitia calls in a sense. He could do his own and it would be like an elective. All right. It, Jack Crawford, we have him on retainer. If you want him, you can, you know, learn from him linguistically. Um, and this could be in phase one or phase two or whatever. Same thing with a, a Buddhist monk. You know, if a Buddhist monk came in and was like, hey, I want to, you know, elevate your program on meditation and mindfulness you know, and all their techniques that they've learned over the 20 years that they've been doing it nonstop. I would feel ignorant being like, Hey, you can only do this part-time, you know, it's not. Yes. New Uppsala is a school for the Gothar, but in those two cents, it's elevating their knowledge base as Gothar. Having a Christian you know, father, that would be retainer for the, the Raven. Same thing with uh, a shaman. That would be a, a contract. Uh, same thing with a PhD uh, teacher on, like, history. Jackson Crawford's different because his is more Norwegian-based, and I see that. It's, like, that's what he focuses on. Now, if it was uh, history behind Egypt or Greece... That one would be on retainer because of his studies and his profession. It's not tailored to the Norse pantheon. So at that point, I would see them put on retainer and part-time. Yeah. I guess I guess what I'm, my concern is with the whole being full-time yeah. inside everything all around is do they have the drive the pride the push to make this all work that's where that's where my hang up with that is but at the same time right they're full-time instructors but they're not on the board of directors yeah and when when you said about you have a full-time job but you're not exactly that you're not an investor you're not a cfo a ceo like you're getting exactly what you put into it, which is full time, but it doesn't mean that you're making salary and bank off the residual. And when you did say that all leaders within New Uppsala are Gothar, the last individual that, you know, unfortunately left, I'm not going to say names, but he was a Vidki. Yeah, and we saw how that worked out. And that's what I'm just saying. You said from day one and just making a clarification. And that's 
that was one of the big lessons for me. But from where we started, we said nobody but Gothar should be in that stance. But and I'll, I want to say he wasn't. It wasn't enforced, or uh, he didn't earn. Uh, he didn't like officially make a heads of order. He was a contract at that point. He was still contracted in the in the term that we're using. I suppose. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And that's a good example of like exactly that, like a a contract that became a permanent to a degree, not to a degree. You know, where they're assigning or whatever else, but they are there every time and a soundboard for the students and everything with it. They became a trust individual within the school. Mm-hmm. And that that's a totally different aspect to if a Buddhist monk said, Hey, can I come teach a two hour class on blah, 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 blah. And I said, and we decided, yeah, sure. And he does it again and again and again. At that point, there may be a case for, do you want to just be here full time, dude? Like, do you, is that where we're at? Like, do you want this? Because at that point they've gained a rapport and a reputation within the school itself. So there's, there's that side of it too, where that can grow to that extent. You know what I mean? So. There's a lot that goes into that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it. There's so many avenues and things we we would have to digest. Uh, It's all circumstantial. Um, It's a case by case basis. Whether the individual. Does uh, the thing time and time again, or if their their credentials are just off the off the charts and you're like and at this point you're like hey you know i have all this shit all these credentials would you hire me full-time and then that would be a more well what at, that point, it, at that point it turns into a job interview yeah like, that's a red like that's a hey i want to work for you with you whatever yeah. Okay, cool. Where's your job? Where's your resume? And they're like, I've got a PhD in Northern European ancient studies and history, mm-hmm. and I've got, and I've been doing this, and I've been in a teaching career or this or that or the other for this long. And that turns into a resume, and I'm like, okay, you know your shit. Let's sit down and have these conversations. And then it's an interview, it's a job interview. With that. Yeah. Which Jackson Crawford's would go fairly smoothly. Oh, yeah. Just throwing that out there, you know. <laughs> if you're if ever, you ever like happen chances of crossed our shit, reach out to us by all means, good sir. But hey, please, uh, you know, great. I want to say on your website, I did read that your uh, oh, uh, what was it? Your expertise were on loan for uh, five figures. You know, we don't make five figures, but uh, we have five figures of heart. It's five. Yeah. That's his contract. That was so out. gay. <laughs> I want to say that's his contracted yep. amount. It was, it's five figures. Okay. I can get a religious PhD on the phone in five minutes for free. Like, it's an archaeologist and anthropologist master degree. Dual masters, obviously, in both. At a university, also teaching, but it's only at Wisconsin, and still so maybe he has some competition maybe someone's <laughs> core of the market maybe not Crawford. <laughs> maybe look at this fucking farm town goddamn grill on his farm while he we jousted on horseback motherfucker this redneck piece of shit and i went back he's got a mullet like leonard skinner and he's got two degrees too let's go <laughs> and he's obsessed with religion <laughs> I mean, so in, in that regard, yeah, there's there's room for us to have those conversations or possibly bring somebody in in that regard. Absolutely. I would never deny it outright. It would be a case-by-case basis for a while. But if they came in and taught a class and then a month later, they're like, hey, can I come do that again? That was kind of fun. Okay, yeah, sure, whatever. And then they do it again and again and again and again. At that point, it's like, okay, what are, what are we doing here? Yeah. Like, are you just are you working with us now? Is that how this is gonna go? Have, are you invested now? 
Is that, <laughs> that where we're at? So there's room for those kind of conversations. And I know we've had them before. I know before you took on a slot that or your position is ahead of an order. Me and Wild have had this conversation multiple times as to who and how and where and when. So it's been around. It was the before for time. Yes. Yeah. Before before the time that we forgot what time and day it was. What are you talking about? That's every day. Why did we change to Fridays? What's happening with this day? Like what the actual fuck? How did I miss this? Was it when I was gone and y'all were like, fuck it, it's Fridays? Because I feel like it, I am not TGI this effing. <laughs> so here was the here was the layout. It was while you were off being a cowboy, it was just me and Sigvadir and you're running around with your head cut off. <laughs> uh and we both and defend myself with, but fuck We decided, alright, since we both have to wake up at the crack ass of dawn, myself at one thirty and Sigvadir at three. It's killing us because, you know, I woke up late sometimes and showed up to work late, but, you know, that's here nor there. Um, so, yeah, it was killing both of us, and we, into that. we it was unanimously, because it was only two of us on that call, we unanimously <laughs> decided it was, <laughs> it was two it of us on the call. <laughs> Oh my god, if we can run both with other people on this call, we're just gonna have chaos. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Fighting's really kicking me in the ball, but it's cool. Why? What time do you have to wake up in the morning, huh? Noon. Well, I'm gonna check this break. What time what? <laughs> what time do you have to wake up in the morning? I have any idea. Um, See? Get the fuck out of here. Listen, man, it's. I don't want to do Friday. We were. I remember I was. Um, and then I was like, it's Friday. And then I started cooking dinner. But, like, you know. Um, I was just curious when that memo dropped out the pipeline. Because I sure as fuck didn't get it in my inbox. Yes, so, we did. I swear we told you. Yes, we I did. I know we did. Last week, I was there like two weeks ago. I was sitting there that point, like. Yeah, we're getting on. We told you while you were doing your shit. Hold yes. on, I'm sorry. Can you it. pull it up? Because I can't, because, you know, recording the, the faces. When I was in a fucking rodeo. You said, okay. How am I supposed to know if you actually digested it? Let's see it. Let's see it. What days were you, uh. Gone? Um. The. 19th through the first was the rodeo, and then was, and then it was to like the seventh of July, August. Nineteenth um, of July until like the seventh of August. What? I'm apparently very loud. Yeah, well, you live in an apartment, and that's your fault because you have neighbors. You should. I'm telling you, these, these roofs—they're made for you, but <laughs> now I just get yelled at if I'm loud because I would wake up the kids. But I don't have any kids today. It's a kidless night. Yeah, but that's you every day. Wait, what? Oh, she said you do. <laughs> and this is Frankie, our dog. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, there you go. It's like, Whoa. wait, so uh, you're telling me this while podcasting and it's getting recorded? Well, I don't have kids. Yes, you do. What? <laughs> oh, blood. And now it's permanently, uh, yeah. Saved. My 
Yeah, the, well, the, the gender reveal. The dad commits suicide, damn near. <laughs> Alright, Sigvitter, you got oh. it? Okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm gonna put my foot in my mouth right now because we never stated shit. <laughs> we just did it. <laughs> I swore we did. I swore we did. No, we did it. We did it. I just read through everything from 19 to now. I thought it was. Can you spend like a two weeks worth of script to find nothing? Well, I will say, I will say, White Wolf, I did tell you when we were talking. I do recall, yes, we talked. When the fuck was that? I don't know, I have to go through my chat logs, but I can't. Right now. Wait, this changed, and I was right. Huh? I, yeah, I, I <laughs> No, so, if memory serves me correct... We were going to do it Tuesday. You were iffy because mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. you were being a cowboy. And then I sent, all right, we'll just try to do it tomorrow. If not Friday. Right. I remember for the day because you guys both work early in the morning. Yes. So where do you want to take it from there with that conversation? We, we did in fact go through that. But we never stated that we had permanently changed the time that we record these to Friday. But, 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 he does have an alarm that says podcast on, Friday. on Fridays. I do know every fucking Tuesday at 6 p.m. for me, it goes off. That's why two weeks ago, I sat alone going like this. <laughs> so, or... No, I am not getting recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an alarm. You don't. Yeah, I don't. Did you send like an alarm? You, you did. You said you did. Tuesday. No, check your phone because you said your alarm went off today when you were making lasagna. But that's not because. Oh, now I've adapted to it. That's because I didn't know what day it was. I'm just arguing the fact that we originally changed it, and I had no fucking clue. I told you. Fucking bullshit. No. You also said it in chat according to what you just were proving okay, wrong okay, about. Okay. You know, what's my track history behind what I've actually... Not good. Right now, all right, through the whole time we've known each other for the... Fuck, two years? Just about? You said my mother's a national treasure with Betty White. Now I know you're wrong. That's fact. She's almost at the level of the queen. Oh god. She yeah. She thinks she's a queen, but she ain't at that level yeah. yet. <laughs> Don't tell her that. <laughs> well, I'll probably never see her again other than at the wedding. That's because you went to the farm the like third day and fuck you with that wedding shit. <laughs> he finally caught on to it. Shut up. What gathered her today? Damn. Alright. So, anyways. There's your guys' inside look to us doing our normal business stuff and having the conversations that we have offline that most people don't ever see. There Which is funny. Sound like, I mean, like, obviously there is a certain degree of us, like, realizing we're being recorded and talking about we talk about the same shit. It's in the same spectrum of, like, broad knowledge and also like simple realizations like really do actually do like the in-depth and also the simplicity at the same time now obviously when we're doing this stuff we're like oh we're being recorded we can see ourselves talking we're just talking and shooting the shit it's the same like level on both sides of the spectrum our entire conversation we'll say super simple stuff um like name pronunciation and we'll get into this really in-depth thing of race my umbrella so it is actually pretty cool to see what happens because it seems like it was like to me the depth we went into on both sides it seems like it was scripted or seems like it's what we were we're pandering to but it's pretty genuine like I, we I were will, very simple also very advanced i will honestly say we had zero plan for this 
one of them jokingly said, let's talk business and then record it. And then I hit record. That's how this went. And then we just ran with it. Also, never none of our shit is ever, ever scripted. We just have a topic. Yeah, that's true. We don't script anything. But we, just, we haven't had a topic for a planned topic. More the than, last one was a planned topic, and I will fight you. The last two were okay. planned topic. What was it written down? Did we? Yes. Did we write it down? Yes, we did. I just read through that chat log. So the last one was offering, and the last, uh-huh. the one before that was Frith. Yep. So we we wrote down those two. Yep. Okay. Did we write one down for magic? Yes, we talked about that. Philgia. I I wrote down that yes, one. You did. So bullshit. We don't write them down. Okay. That's four. Okay, is it a couple days prior, or is it, you know... It's normally the night of, but at least... (laughs) I can give us one. Okay. Okay. Tomorrow is Freyfaxi. Okay. Oh. I like it. After the fact. So next week, is pounce on a lot of heathens this year. Next week, let's talk about not our Frey Faxes want to, but Frey Faxes as a whole. Now, a lot of times we want to do it beforehand, one of those things to prepare people for, we probably should have. That would have been a way smarter idea, but we are here now. So let's talk about post Frey Faxes, and next week we'll talk about how we celebrated it, how you would celebrate it ideally, or what it even means entirely. So Frey Fax is a huge one for me and my family. Um, bunch of cowboys and it still pounced on me like two days ago when i was like oh shit that soon so that's fine um so no judgments but let's talk about fray faxi next week i like it but uh as on friday at uh our normal time the time has not changed just the, the day cool He's about to write it up, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, we appreciate y'all coming over here and listening to us week in, week out. Uh, We're going back on schedule. We're not taking a month off break because work's been crazy. Um, I know I was enjoying the week off or the month off, but come on, pitter patters. Got to go right back to work. All over September, I'm going to be traveling. You're going to have some crazy backups. This is going to be moving in. You're going to get some crazy backups. And if you want to see White Wolf's backdrop as well as mine and Sigvideers, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast and see us visually from there. We appreciate the contributions. It keeps us going and paying for the licenses that we have to subscribe to every year at a discount to keep this going for you and yes it's a shorter episode it's our shortest episode to date um but it was also last minute and we just wanted to make sure you get a good hour from us did you uh did you guys hear about the energizer bunny that got he got arrested no but i've heard about a raccoon that slept in trash can in thailand i mean i heard about um a species of individuals uh cleaning the ocean nice well the energizer bunny was uh charged with a battery all right the raccoon yeah i like the raccoon better it was fucking hilarious y'all are jackasses okay white wolf uh what uh, who cleans the ocean? Who? Mermaids. Hey, why is it illegal to give cows round hay bales? Because they don't get a square meal. I was going to say something about a square. 
Um, do you know what the the mermaids use? Did you say sponges? I swear to God. No, they use tide. Yeah, that's so much worse. Did <laughs> <laughs> you hear that uh, scarecrow the Nobel Peace Prize? He doesn't have a brain. Yeah, he, he was outstanding in his field. And we appreciate and hope you enjoyed those horrible dad jokes. See y'all in the next one where we talk about the post Frey Faxi. When did, when did the joke become a dad joke? What? When it becomes apparent. <laughs>